Guys, welcome to Cap Chat. My name is Josh Tyler. I'm the National College Advisory Program Director for Rush Soccer. Today, I'm very excited for a very special guest. It's Tyler Tomlinson. He's the head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College. Just finished his ninth season. I'm actually very excited for to have Tyler on the show. I played with Tyler back at Culver Stockton College, uh, and we actually had a radio show called the Tyler Show back in the day, and uh, so we're very excited. And we've in the years when I was recruited and with um, when I was on campus recruitment, and Tyler and I spent a lot of time together. He's one of my near and dear friends, and so to have him on the show, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very excited to have uh, Tyler on, on on the show. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Tyler, uh, how are you doing, man? Our college show revisited is like the Tyler Show Part Two. Josh yeah. and Tyler are now are now fatter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyler Show Part Two. <laughs> no, thanks for thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited for for you and for Rush and uh, getting this thing off the ground. Would love to to help out. So what did, tell me a little bit about the NAIA and, and what kind of makes it different from, from NCAA. Uh, one of the main differences is uh, age restriction. Um, the NAIA does not put on uh, an age restriction to um, someone playing athletics. Outside of that, um, you know, just from, from the women's soccer standpoint, we have over uh, about 200 teams uh, in the nation right now. So it's a, you know, it's a really big intercollegiate um, association. And, uh, you know, we give out scholarships, both academic and athletic, um, just the same as a Division II NCAA model or Division I NCAA model. How do your scholarships work for, for I guess, in, in NAIA and also for, I mean, if Culver's different or kind of, kind of tell me about the NAIA scholarship part? Yeah, so, you know, when you, when you get to that part, a lot of it goes down to um, equivalencies and basically how many scholarships can you put on the field at one time. So it's very similar, once again, to NCAA Division One or Division Two. Uh, so for the NAIA, <clears throat> I believe it's 11 scholarships, possibly 12 scholarships that you can put out on the field at, at one time um, in a season, basically. So, you know, e- each school is able to um, a- approach their scholarships the way they want to do it. There's a lot of colleges within the NAIA that have basically the coach has a lump sum of money for athletic scholarships that they give out. And once that's out, then they're looking at maybe an academic uh, walk-on scholarship for, for some players. Um, You know, other colleges work on what's called a discount rate. Um, So basically, you know, they can give every student athlete, um, you know, 58% of tuition, um, or they can they can balance it out however they want and you know give one kid sixty two percent another kid fifty six percent as long as it comes back to fifty eight percent. But you know regardless of how they're going to approach that, they can only play you know so much of that scholarship money on the field at one time. So ultimately, what would I think one of the, the things that is is and, and tell me if this is true or not with with NAI is kids really need to focus on on what the bottom line out of pocket expenses because if, if Culver I'm not sure what Culver's tuition is um, what are you guys shooting at I mean, 32,000 uh, our tuition right now is at 27,000 so, so, next so, year so if you're at 27,000 and let's say another school is at 40,000 um, but that that 40,000 school is going to give you you know $20,000 
and you give the same kid $20,000, your out-of-pocket expense at Culver is substantially less than the other school. So, I mean, the out-of-pocket expense is what a lot of kids, I think, miss. Is that is that true for you? Yeah, so you're right. And, and that's, that should be true for any school that an athlete is looking at. Don't just look at the, the dollar amount. Try to look at the out-of-pocket. Try to look at the percentage uh, that you'd be paying on the tuition when you start to make the comparisons. Um, start to look at, you know, um, can can I get help from my kid with a campus job? Is there an opportunity there for my student to make some more money and, and not have to go anywhere? Um, so there's a lot of opportunities that students should be looking at. What, what other scholarships does your school provide? Um, does your school accept scholarships that I get in my hometown that I can bring to your college? Uh, those are, are opportunities that, you know, uh, any incoming freshmen shouldn't pass up when they start to look at, at, at money and making sure they understand uh, the whole process with, with comparing schools. What do you look for specifically? Um, I'm, I'm going to, let me back this up and ask a different question first is, is, so we take showcases and when you go to showcases, are you, are you randomly watching games or how does a showcase work for, I mean, for, for you? Yeah. For, for me personally, you know, I, I base my, First of all, I base a lot of my showcase attendance on um, player response. You know, so I feel like if a showcase is doing the right thing, they're producing the list of college coaches that are going to be at a potential site, and then the players should have access to that list of coaches and be able to contact the coach to give them their schedule and, and when the player is going to have a game. So for me, a lot of times I'll base what showcases I attend off of the volume of, of responses that I get. Hey, coach, you know, come watch me play. I'm interested in your college. So that's, for me, always going to be the first and foremost thing that I do is I'm going to go out and watch the students that are most interested in Culver or that we've already created a dialogue with at some point. So from there, it, it's really hard sometimes to just be able to sit at a random field and watch a random game and then expect to get, uh, you know, a result from that because maybe no kid on that field is necessarily interested in my college. So that's how I organize, I guess, what tournaments I go to and then my time with watching these players. So the, I think one of the, the, the takeaways for this is, is, is if they don't reach out to you, you, you may not go at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, Josh, the, in the Midwest, there's a lot of showcases. Mm-hmm. And over the years, the volume that I get from certain showcases has, has increased. And now I'm going to a showcase I didn't go to the year before, or it has decreased where now I, there was a tournament I went to for five years straight. And now I haven't gone to for mm-hmm. four years straight because it's not necessarily they have less teams or less kids, but m- maybe those players aren't as interested in my, my college. And, and that's okay. Yeah, that, that's some, it's something we talk about quite a bit is, is, is you know, across Rush Nation, coaches and players ask me, you know, what showcases do you do you recommend? And the problem is it changes changes every two years. You know, you look at Castle in, in, in the Carolinas. That one's in a big showcase a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. You know, Disney's not what it used to be anymore, and Disney used to be the showcase. And so it, it's it's such a tough thing to, to know, um, especially, you know, that's why I tell kids, if you're going to go, you got to reach out. Um, and you kind of see what happens. College exposure camps are a two-day camp designed to maximize exposure to college coaches. All the training sessions are run by current college coaches to give you a realistic feel of what college training looks like and the expectations the coaches have of their players. Have lunch with the coaches. Get feedback. Push yourself further than you ever thought you could. 
Visit collegeexposurecamps.com to learn more. That's collegeexposurecamps.com. This is Cap Chat. When you're watching, when you, what do you look for and in, in, in recruit? Say, I mean, in, 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 a, in a given showcase, um, I'm not sure. You, you're probably getting 60, 70 emails the week before. Uh, and so what, what do kids do at a showcase to, to stand out and to, to be different from all the other teams that are there? Well, I, I think the first thing that would probably be a turnoff is if you, you're trying to be someone that you aren't because college coaches are watching. You know, I think each player ha- player has to be true to themselves. They have to understand their strengths and they need to play to those strengths. Um, and, you know, every, each player is unique. And as a coach, I've been asked that question a million times. Like, what do you what do you look for in a player? Well, you know, when I first started out, I felt that one of the things that our team lacked at Culver Stockton was we needed more speed. Um, so I was immediately drawn to faster players. But the longer I coached and the more we started to get in faster players, then I realized, you know, we need uh, more technical players. Then we needed more uh, creative players that can be playmakers. So a lot of it for me now is dependent upon need. Um, but in general, yeah, I, I want to see how they interact with their teammates. I want to make sure that I'm big on defense. So, you know, when they lose the ball, what is, what's the first few things they do after they lose the ball? How do they get into a tackle? Um, sure, can a forward score a goal, but how does a forward defend a center back within a system? Um, so there's a lot of little things probably that, that we look at as coaches um, that maybe the, the player isn't necessarily thinking about. Right. And, and so you, you get this, and so you talk about this, what you look for. What's the worst highlight video or that you've gotten, or what makes a highlight video bad or possibly good? Uh, I, we've all seen the worst, uh, but what, what makes it good yeah, and what made I, it bad? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, the, the worst... <laughs> let me tell you video, something. <laughs> the worst video is no video. <laughs> uh, I mean, the fact that you and I can sit down here face-to-face and have a conversation, and a parent can't take their iPad or iPhone out and film their kid for... Are you, are for, you telling uh, me you've never seen a video... That is that is disadvantageous to the recruitment. Like it's been that awful. Like a goalkeeper getting scored on between the legs. Have you ever seen a video like that? <laughs> uh, no, I, okay. you know, I, would, I would I wouldn't mind seeing. The, I you know the the worst videos I've seen are ones that are too close on the player. Okay. You know, as a as a coach that's recruiting someone, and this is one of our main tools. We we we're gonna have to see like three to five players around you at all times. Uh, because like, if you're zoomed in and you make a, a give and go pass and then it's just you running, we, we don't know what happened with your pass. Maybe you passed the ball to the other team 10 times, but it's just too close up. Um, so it's really hard for us to be able to make a quality judgment. Um, but you just have to be able to get, to get video, yeah. you know, and, and think about, um, the competition level. That's one thing that coaches are, are maybe smarter than we think sometimes and we realize when you know your first five highlights are against uh, this pink team and you know the pink team you know has a their goalie has a you know like a, a bib on and, a <laughs> and no gl- no that's gloves call it and like no gloves <laughs> and you're just scoring goals at will like that's not going to make you look better i just watched a highlight film recently where you know the first five highlights were goals from from, si- from sixty yards out, <laughs> the goalie yeah, the like goalie her, trips and breaks an arm and it rolls in. <laughs> right. Yeah, she like forgets to die or something. And so I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what compilation we're looking at here, but you know, bad goalies are a good soccer player. So uh, it's okay to put the the tougher teams that you played against on your highlight film 
So, but let, let me say this. The, it's your highlight film. Make you look as best as possible. That's what I want to see. And, and some players will ask, do you just want random things or do you want my best? And I'm like, I want your best because everyone else in the nation is giving me their best. So your your best has got to compete with someone else's best. That's how we're going to determine sometimes. And uh, so so, so I'm going to, final question here is uh, we, t- we talk about emails a lot, and that's one of the things that I focus on quite a bit. And um, how important are emails and email addresses and email subjects and, and the emails that, that are written to you? Um, how, I mean, how important is that? Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I, I like that I get to talk to you sometimes, and feel free to call me again, because I feel like there's trends that happen mm-hmm. quite often. Right now, Josh, the biggest trend that, I, that I'm kind of dealing with at Culver Stockton is the lack of, of your class, right? What year do you graduate? Because, because, that, because the AIDS matrix has, has made us all do yeah. math, and we're not good at math. Like, we don't want to – you're right. requiring me I, – I, <laughs> yeah, I'm at 03. Um, what, yeah, carry carry the know, one, divide by two. You, you graduate in 1998? No, that can't be right. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, right. I'm on Jimmy's team. He's a uh, 03 green, yeah. you know, premier. And I'm like, yeah, look, that doesn't mean anything to me. I need an, and you could be playing five years above your age, you know, right. What year do you graduate? It, right. it, if you, if you don't have it in, in your signature, just go ahead and put it in your signature. If you're a, a, a high school student right now, right. Tyler Tomlinson, you know, uh, Canton, Missouri, uh, class of 2023. Right. Just leave it on there. That's your signature. That's not going to change until you graduate. So just go ahead and put it on there. Put your cell phone number on there, um, and be. That's my that's my biggest trend right now. And what I'm seeing, I have to. I can't even email a kid back with like a, a good like you know. Here's the next steps you need to do if you're right. in Culver because I, I, am I dealing with the seventh grader? <laughs> you know, I don't even. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So I have to write them back. Hey, how's it going? Uh, what year do you graduate? Oh, sorry, coach. And so it's you know it's taking more time, and they might not check their email for three or four days. And or ex- you know, especially when you start talking about in, in NCAA is is O three half of O three you can't talk to an NCAA. So as an NCAA, right. it's even it's even is even more imperative. Um, but absolutely, okay. The res- the restrictions there could could make the biggest difference. It, re- recruitment wise, NAI, you guys you can do whatever you want whenever you want for the most part. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no restriction on age, but you know, I'll be honest. Most of the coaches I know, we're looking at like a, a really a sophomore year might be the earliest that you talk okay. to a player. Maybe a freshman year con- contact. Um, I'm really big on sophomore to junior year as far as like phone conversations. And right. Like okay. That. And I think that's pretty normal across the. Nation. So you kind of you kind of identifying as a sophomore and, and start a dialogue really towards the end of the sophomore junior year, and you start that you start that communication yeah. happening. Okay. Okay. And it's okay, I think, for a player to say what they prefer. Right. I had a girl just the other day say, I prefer to text, not email, so here's my cell. Right. Great. Yeah. We're, 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 we can text still. We're, we're okay. We got the, yep. the flip phone out, and, and uh, occasionally we put the wrong emoji. Like, oh, no, I, that's, no that's a happy face. That's not, no, I, I'm happy for you. That's not, ah, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Sorry, I put the sunglasses down every tweet. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought you looked cool. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Tyler, thanks for taking the time, man. We really appreciate you uh, swinging by. Anytime. Loved it. Anytime you need me. All right, man. That was Tyler Thomason from Culver Stockton College. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat.